This is not through our own will, through our own desire. This is only through the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us in the hadith that when the mu'adhin calls towards salah and he says, hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah, come to salah, come to success. Then Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us that we should reply by saying, la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah means that we have got no power to do any good deed except through the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've got no power to stay away from anything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram, made forbidden, except also through the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our coming here, it is because of the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us tawfiq to come and perform this great ibadah and this great command of Jumu'asah. Also, we should make intention that we are coming here because it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are coming because it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because it is Friday, not because everybody on a Friday goes for Jumu'ah salah, but we should make intention that we are coming because it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, if we will make intention that we are doing it because it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us tawfiq to fulfill all the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will look at what is the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We won't look at what, is peop- what are people doing. If people are doing something, we do it. If people are not doing it, we don't do it. If we will do that, then our deen will become a ritual, a custom. If people are doing something, we do it. If people are not doing it, we don't do it. Now we should look at what is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So alhamdulillah, we should make intention that we are coming here because it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all, has made us gather here because we are all believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this priceless gift of iman. This kalima, la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is no gift in this world, there is no, there is no treasure in this world, there is no wealth in this world that can equal this iman which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And the real test, the real time we will appreciate and value this iman is the day our eyes will close and we will go into the qabr and we will go into the life of the year after. Then we will realize what is the value of this iman. It comes in the ahadith that on the day of qiyamah certain believers will also have to go into <coughs> jahannam because of their sins that they disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and because of disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will also have to spend a certain time in the, in the fire of jahannam. And slowly, slowly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will order the malaika, the angels, to remove all those people who have got iman, to remove them from the fire of Jahannam. And they will be removed slowly, slowly, until at the end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will announce, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will order the angels to remove even that person who's got the least amount of iman, that iman which is equal to that amount of a mustard seed. And on that day, every disbeliever, he will wish that if only in this world I had recited this kalima, la ilaha illallah, if only in this world I was a believer. And Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Sunnah Qur'an that رُبَّمَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَوْ كَانُوا مُسْلِمِينَ That every disbeliever will wish and desire that if only I was a believer, if only I had recited this iman. So we are so fortunate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this iman. We need to see that how we can protect our iman. And we are living in such a time, we are living in such a place where all the time there is an attack upon our iman. That our iman is being attacked from all different angles and an effort is being made to snatch away this iman from us. So that is why we have to be extra careful to see that how we can be careful and how we can treasure and protect our iman. If a person has got something very, very valuable, if he's got a very, very, if he's got a gold brick, if he's got some, some very, very valuable jewelry, then this person will look after it, he will make sure he puts it in a safe place and he will make sure it is safe and protected all the time. Similarly, the more we will realize the value of iman, the more we will make effort to be able to protect this iman. Because this is going to be our passport, this is going to be our entry into Jannah forever and ever. And if a person has got no iman, then forever and ever in the year after, he will be doomed in the fire of Jannah.
It comes in the hadith that the least amount of punishment, the person that will be given the least amount of punishment in the year after, he will be made, two burning coals will be put under his feet, which will cause his brains to boil. The heat of it will cause his brains to boil, and this will continue forever and ever. There will be no end to it. There will be no coming to an end that my punishment will come to an end one day. No, this will be forever and ever, just because he left this world without iman. So we also need to see that how we can protect this iman, how we can value this iman. And alhamdulillah, the ulama have mentioned, they've made it easy for us. There are certain actions if a person do, that the more he, he, the person will do these particular actions, then it will become easy for this person to look after iman. One of the main aspects to look after iman, the easiest way, is to connect ourselves to the masajid. We should try to make sure that we are connected to the masjid daily. We should try to see that how we can perform our five times daily salah in the masjid. Also try to spend time in the masjid, try to spend as much as time in the masjid, that whatever commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are, we try to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we try to make sure that we perform our salah in the masjid, and in this way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make us, it will be easy for us to protect our iman. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran mentions that the iman, it is going to be difficult upon certain people. Allah ta'ala says, that we should have, seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through patience and through salah. But Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ That salah will be difficult except upon a certain group of people who have got a certain, a certain quality in them. And who is this people whose salah won't be difficult upon? Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ Except those people who fear Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. They fear Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and الَّذِينَ يَظُنُّونَ أَنَّهُمْ وَنَاقُ رَبِّهِمْ وَأَنَّهُمْ إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ They've got full yaqeen and conviction that they are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if a person will have yaqeen of the year after, of reckoning to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it will become easy for this person to be able to fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will become easy for this person to live a life keeping the akhirah in front of him. But the less, the, if he will have less yaqeen in his heart, if his, not convic- his conviction in the year after is not very perfect and not complete, then this will cause a person to be deficient in his command, in fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person may sin, he will commit sins, he will disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we are not reminding ourselves, I myself, I'm not reminding myself on a daily basis, time and again, that I have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will have to give reckoning of my entire life in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more I will remind myself, the more I will remind myself on a daily basis that I have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The easier it will be for me to fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the easier it will be to stay away from disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the key, key of success. Without iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no person will be able to enter into Jannah. And with iman, we know there are certain things, if a person has to bring iman, then the Allah subhanahu like how we learned in the madrasa, in maktab, from young days, that there's iman, we learn about iman mujmal, iman mufassal, amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi, وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَالشَّرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَالْبَعْثِ بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ So similarly, we have to have iman. The ulama have mentioned that the core, the main three factors of iman, the main three principles of iman, there is no difference of opinion that the person has to have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to bring iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is no partner. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who has created everything in this world. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring everything will destroy everything again once again and we will be resurrected again in the day on the day of Qiyamah and there is life after after death. So we all have to bring Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other aspect we have to bring Iman in is we have to bring Iman in Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
if a person doesn't believe, believe in Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then this person can never be entered into Jannah. After the coming of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, no matter what a person may do, but if he does not bring iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he can never, can never go into Jannah. He can never go into Jannah. Like before, the Anbiya alayhi wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa taala sent before us. Musa alayhi salam was sent, and after Musa alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam was sent to those people who we call the Jews today. That they brought iman in Musa alayhi salam, they brought iman in the Torah, in the Kitab which was sent with Musa alayhi salam. After a while, people went astray, and Allah subhanahu wa taala sent Isa alayhi salam. Isa alayhi salam was also a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa taala. But if a person after the coming of Isa alayhi salam, he says no, he only wants to bring iman in Musa alayhi salam. He doesn't want to bring iman in Isa alayhi salam. Then at that time, he will not be considered to be a believer. He will not be considered to be a believer. Similarly, today, after the coming of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, no person will be able to be a believer. We will not be able to consider ourselves to be believers to enter into Jannah if a person does not bring iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That we have to bring iman in all the Ummi alaihi wasallam, and we also have to bring iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So that Jew or that Christian who does not bring iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he can never go into Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions in the Quran about the believers that Amanna Rasulu bima unzila ilayhi min Rabbihi wal Mu'minun. We all know the last few ayat of Surah Baqarah. Many of us read it every night also. Lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard wa intubdu ma fi anfusikum. In these ayat, Allah subhanahu wa taala explains about the believers that Amanna Rasulu bima unzila ilayhi min Rabbihi wal Mu'minun. That the Rasul of Allah subhanahu wa taala said to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the believers. They've all brought iman which, upon that which Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has come with. They brought iman in it. They have full yaqeen and conviction in the in Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and whatever he has brought. Amana Rasulu bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihu al-mu'minun. Kullun amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rasulihi wal yawm al-akhir. Amana Rasul, they bring iman in all the amiyah alayhi wasallam. They bring iman in the, in the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They bring iman in all the kitabs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bring iman in the Torah, in the Injil, that was revealed to Musa alayhi salam, that was revealed to Isa alayhi salam. And we bring iman in the Quran, which was, believed, which was revealed to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa A person does not bring iman in the Quran, there is no way he can go into Jannah in the year after. Thereafter Allah ta'ala says, لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله What it means that we do not differentiate between any of the Anbiya عليهم السلام We bring iman in all We don't say that we bring iman in some and we do not bring iman in some But every Nabi a person accepts that we believe in all the Anbiya عليهم السلام and we believe in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam Without this a person can never go into can never go into Jannah In another ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the importance of bringing iman in all the Anbiya عليهم السلام Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَيُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يُفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَ اللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَيَقُولُونَ نُؤْمِنُ بِبَعْضِ وَنَكْفُرُ بِبَعْضِ وَيُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يَتَّخِذُوا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ سَبِيلًا أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ حَقَّهِ That those people who just believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do not believe in all the, the iman, they do not believe in all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want to believe in certain things and they don't want to believe in certain things. They don't want to accept deen in totality that whatever Sayyidina, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has brought, this is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what they say, they want to believe in some of the anbiya and they don't want to believe in some anbiya. They believe in some anbiya and they do not believe in, in some other anbiya. Allah ta'ala says, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ حَقًّا These are the real disbelievers. These are the, the real disbelievers. If a person does not believe in all the anbiya alayhi wa sallam, he does not believe in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
then unfortunately this person forever and ever he will be doomed in the fire of Jahannam. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in the hadith that وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَا يَسْمَعُ بِي أَحَدٌ مِّنْ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ يَهُودِيٌ أَوْ نَصْرَانِيٌ ثُمَّ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِالَّذِي أُرْسِلْتُ بِهِ إِلَّا كَانَ مِنْ أَهْلِ النَّهِ That no person, whether he's a Jew or he's a Christian, if he hears about me, if he hears about Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that this is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the last messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who came into this world, he hears about Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then he does not bring iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He does not bring iman in the prophethood of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Allah subhanahu wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is mentioning in the hadith that kana min ahli nar, he will be from the dwellers of the fire of Jahannam. Forever and ever. So unfortunately, there is an ideology that is being propagated that whoever believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in whichever person, a person may be a Jew, a person may be a Christian, na'udhu billah, he will also enter into, the, into, into Jannah. Now my dear brothers, if a person does not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person does not believe in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, without iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, without iman in the Quran, a person can never enter into, the, into, into Jannah. The only criteria for success after the coming of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that a person will have to bring iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In another ayat of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about certain people amongst the Jews and the Christians who they tire themselves in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They tire themselves in the worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But because of them not bringing iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they will be tiring themselves without any benefit. Allah Ta'ala says, Aminatun Nasiba. Aminatun Nasiba. Tasla Naran Hamia. That they are working hard. Amila. They are working. They are, they are tiring themselves. Nasiba. They are tiring themselves. But Allah Ta'ala says, Tasla Naran Hamia. They will enter into the fire of Jahannam in the burning fire because of not bringing Iman in Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So there is this ideology that is being propagated that a person can be a Jew, can be a Christian, he's got good character, everything. But if a person does not bring, believe Iman, does not bring Iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then no matter what he does, no matter how good he is, no matter how good his character is, whatever good deeds he does in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him in this world. But in the year after, without Iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, unfortunately no person will be able to enter into Jannah without Iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And alhamdulillah we all know that today the Jews and the Christians, they have all compromised so much with regard to their deen, that there is no real steadfastness with regard to the deen. The Jews and the Christians are no more remaining steadfast upon their own teachings. So the entire ideology, the entire object behind these people propagating this particular ideology is that they want the Muslims to, who are steadfast upon their deen, who are steadfast upon Iman in Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who are holding steadfast upon the Qur'an. The object is that we should become lenient, we should become lax in our steadfastness upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want us to become lenient, to become, to become lax with regard to this. In the time of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also they tried to tell Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that you should compromise, that you, be, you worship our idols, you, you worship our, our idols, you believe in our deen, we will also believe in your deen. You accept certain of our principles, we accept some of your principles, we come to a compromise. Allah Ta'ala says, And this is what they wish. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in another ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stands, that if you have to just incline towards them even a least amount, a least amount, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have punished you. 
This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a message for me and you, a message for me and you that we have to remain steadfast upon the beliefs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That once the advent of coming of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we've got to bring iman in Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Part of the iman of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we've got to accept that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the true messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was the true messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a means of hidayat for each one of us. We all got hidayat because of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's sacrifice. That Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sacrificed his entire life to save me and you from the fire of Jahannam. Can we imagine that if a person has to lose everything in this world, he loses his, his family, he loses whatever wealth he has, he loses his house, whatever he, he's got, he loses it. And another person comes and gives him whatever he wants in this world. He gives him a house, he gives him a car. Then we will definitely, this person will be indebted to him. Whatever he wants, he will listen to him, he will obey him, he will accept whatever he says. Similarly, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sacrificed his entire life to see that how me and you can be believers, how we can accept iman, how we can be saved eternally from the fire of Jahannam. So how much do we not owe to Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? How much do we not owe to the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? that we should be ready to sacrifice our entire life for every sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And what a great injustice it will be if we substitute the life of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for any other life, that we do not follow the life of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He sacrificed his entire life to save us from the fire of Jahannam. Yet we want to substitute his life for the lives of the, the people who are his enemies. We want to substitute the life of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for the lives of those people who are enemies of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu What a great injustice this will be. What face we will have to, to, to face Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Qiyamah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq to understand that we've got to bring iman in Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, iman in the akhirah, iman in the Qur'an. Without this, a person will never be saved from the fire of Jahannam. And together with this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us all as the ummahs of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are all part of an ummah, and together, each individual, we make up a family. Families together, we make up a community. Communities together, we make up the ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. give an example. He said once a king, he wanted a, a well full of milk. So he ordered the people, he ordered his subordinates on a particular night to go to a particular well, and each one should put one liter of milk in the well. So the king went the next day to the well, and he looked at the well, and the well was full of water. There was no sign of any milk in the well. So the king called up some of his subordinates and he asked them that I went to this well and now I'm seeing there's only water in this well. What did you do? So each one is coming and telling, saying that I went, I went to the well and I thought to myself that this well is full of milk. This well is, is full of milk. If I have to put one liter of water, what difference will it make? What difference will it make? So because of that, the entire well was full of, full of water. There was no milk in the well. So similarly, my dear brothers, my example and your example is exactly the same. I need to understand, I personally, that every action of mine has got a direct effect on the entire ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If I'm going to sin, that I'm not sinning only because of myself. My sin is affecting myself, it is affecting the entire ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So tell each one of us, we do not feel that we are responsible for the entire ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And each one, myself, my actions has got a direct effect on the entire ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we cannot get, get the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we need to try to see how we can eradicate those sins which we are committing 
to, to see that how the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can once again come upon us as the ummah of Sayyiduna Rasulullah. I need to realize that I am part of a family, I am part of a community, I am part of a people that are forming the ummah of Sayyiduna Rasulullah. So if each one will realize that his actions has got a direct effect, then inshallah this will become a means of us throwing the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also inshallah concerning this, tomorrow there will be a jalsa taking place inshallah in Stenga from Asr till Isha. Many of our senior ulama of the country will be coming to address us. There are many of the pious ulama which we think them to be pious. Nahsibuhum indallahi kathalik. We should all try to see how we can avail ourselves, how we can benefit. Many of them are making sacrifices. They are coming from far, far places. They are availing themselves. We should try to set one of the, one of the greatest ways of looking after a person's iman in today's time is to remain in the company of a pious. To remain in the company of the, of the pious. It comes in the Quran that one of the one of the one of the regrets a person will have on the day of Qiyamah, he will say, "Ya laytani lam attakhid funanan khalila, naqad adallani ala dhikri ba'da idzani." If only I did not make so and so person my friend, because he took me away from the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, he led me astray. So we need to see who which whose company we are sitting in. We need to sit in the company of the pious, to stay in the company of the masjid. And the more we will stay in the company of the malaika, in the company of the masjid, in the company of those people who are obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will become easier for us to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you will be in the company of those or in the environment where everybody is disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it will become also difficult for us to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to look after our iman, we need to make sure that we try to stay in those environments where there is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where people are trying to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also we should try to encourage one another, create an environment of obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq.